What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 22 of Combo's Court and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor, tell them Combo sent you. Today's show, my former college teammate Danny Artest joins in. Danny comes on the show to talk about the Artest Foundation, growing up in Queensbridge, his brother Ron, aka Meta World Peace, the NCA rule changes, plus so much more. think it's a great convo and I'm glad you guys will be able to listen in. Go rate, review, subscribe, write on your Apple Podcast app. You can follow Danny on IG at DMRTest underscore BellyFam. That's D-M-A-R-T-E-S-T underscore B-E-L-L-Y-F-A-M. And you know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Let's get into it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm really, I'm really proud of you. What you've been doing, you know, what I mean, I've been following your progress over the years. You know, you playing basketball overseas and everything, man. I'm really proud of you. Appreciate you, Danny. Appreciate you, man. That means a lot to me, for real. Where did your journey begin, and kind of walk us through growing up in Queensbridge? Guys? Growing up in Queensbridge. It was tough trying to play basketball in the projects because of the crime, high crime rate. So I actually learned how to play basketball on a jungle gym. We marked a, we marked a, a certain monkey bar, which was 1.2 points or 3 points or whatever. And that's how I learned the game of basketball, on a jungle gym first or on a trash can. I didn't shoot a basketball into a basket until about, I was like, I want to say 12 years old. Didn't yeah. they have, don't they have parks in Queensbridge? Yeah, they, they have parks in Queensbridge, but it was always like some gang activity a lot. And um, they, they was, back then it was it was it was bad, you know, like shooting, you know, people people getting hurt, worse, you know. So my mom and dad really didn't let me come outside that much. Speaking of your dad, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about Ron Senior, his influence on you, your brothers, and just the community in general? Well, my dad, he's everything to me, you know. Um, he always had my back even when I even when I was like you know doing wrong he always had my back he always talked to me he gave it to me real and um at first I was I used to resist it I used to resist it I didn't I didn't want to hear the information but as I got older you know when I was around like uh, I want to say 18 19 years old you know it really started clicking and so like we became really close and like, my, my father's everything and in the community you know he everybody loves and respects him He's, he's doing his thing with the Artest Foundation, impacting on um, inner city kids' lives and everything. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of him for finding his niche, following his thing with it. He's, he's using it, taking it, taking a great, great advantage. That is awesome because, you know, he, he helped you and your brothers develop. And now he has, now he can use what he learned with other kids. You know, I think that's awesome as well. Yes. Yes, it is awesome. Um, these kids today, they, they need some guidance. 100%. And I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that my dad is able to... Um, you know, show, show them the way. Show them that there's a, another way out than um than what they're currently doing. 100%. Word on the streets is, man, there was a lot of great players to come out of Queensbridge that nobody even heard about. Like your brother, Ron, once said in an interview, the best player he ever played against was Mike Chatfield. And, you know, yeah. you're against LeBron and Colby. So to say that is, is just amazing. Can you tell us about some of the players growing up? Yes, of course. Um, well, I'll I start, I start with Mike Chatfield. Like Mike Chatfield was really a really amazing player. He, he just got caught up, you know, 
with the wrong crowd, you know, just living the street life and things like that. Um, he actually tried to make a comeback in basketball a couple of years before he passed away. But, you know, the the, the law of the streets, you know, it, it kept calling him back. He But he really tried. He got in shape. We was all working out. This was during Ron's um, best days with the Pacers. We was all working out with the with the players and everything. And he was more than holding his own. But, you know what I mean? I, I wish it would have worked out for him. But, unfortunately, it, it, it didn't. Mike Sheffield is a... Um, Forever a legend in, in Queensbridge. Like my rival, my biggest rival in Queensbridge growing up was a guy named Jelani Perry. We called him Big Dog. And um, we, we grew up playing against each other in the Queensbridge tournament. And like that was my biggest rival. I, I credit him for making me the player I am today. And he's no longer um, with us. He, um, also, he passed away a few years ago, too. Sorry for your loss. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, like it was it was fun. We was just we was rivals like we but we never really you know, hung out that much like that, but it was just a, always a, um, a on-court respect that we have for one another. It's just always, I think everybody in the neighborhood that, that made it somewhere always had that one person that, that gave them problems, and he was it. Speak, speaking of the NCAA, the college rules are changing a little bit. Uh, college players will be able to re- retain the services of an agent. If the player is considered a leak, whatever that means, I don't even know what that means yet. And uh, also, players will be able to return to college after declaring. How do you feel about these changes? These changes should have been happened years ago. You know, um, I think as a college basketball player, if you're an elite college basketball player, you should be afforded certain luxuries. Because I, I think that's what the rule is. Like, you got to be, they got to rank you. You got to be, like, in the top 100 to retain those, um, like, to retain an agent. Yeah, the crazy or, thing is, Danny, is that nobody knows who's ranking these guys yet. Like, is it USA Basketball? Is it the NCAA? Is it the NBA? That's like what we have to find out, you know. Yeah, they need to have a private, a private um, section for that. You know what I'm saying? Like because there's a bunch of high school people that've been a, high, a bunch of high school evaluators that've been ranking players for years. You know, like Tom Kachowski, um, uh, those guys like that. That should be them doing do, doing the evaluating and seeing where these players, um, where these players should be ranked if they want to have an agent. Right, Tom Kachowski, you brought it back, man. But he is still around. <laughs> if Tom knew your name, you That's could play. A fact. That's a fact. And he remembered your name forever. <laughs> yep. And um, when you go in for his handshake, you got to make sure that you put the web of your hand into his or it's your precious fingers. <laughs> That's a fact. That, I call that man's hand the hand of God, man, because that, oh, man. <laughs> man uh, He's a legend. Let's talk about a little NBA. Uh, Melo joining Houston. How do you think it'll fit, man? I think, I think it's going to fit good until about February when um, – <laughs> They realize that Melo, Melo, the defense ain't up to par like Trevor Ariza's, and then they're going to ask Melo to go to the bench, and then there's going to be a whole situation with that. I think that if he decides to come up to the, come off the bench, you know, just you know, swallow your pride a little bit, you know, check your ego, go come off the bench, you'll be a, a an all star four, four, four man, you, man, you know. I, um, I think that's what he needs to do. He really needs to, he really needs to come off the bench. The devil's going to help Houston because nobody, nobody on the bench is going to be able to stop. Right. Him. I just feel like if he focuses on being a spot up shooter and just tries on defense, he might not be the greatest defender, but if he just really focuses on it and hitting the three. Yes. I think all the other stuff will come to him, you know, that he already has. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I really agree with you on that. You know, I guess he wants to you know average his little 24, 25, but he could average a strong 16 and contend for his and- title. They they would be they would be just as strong as Golden State, honestly. You know, just the top the top end part. You know what right. I mean? I, I think they would be good. I think he'll figure it. I think he wants to win a chip. You know what I mean? But he got to show that he wants to win a chip. Anybody could say it. You know, anybody could wear you know wear these hoodies and on social media leaving these amazing captions, but <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't translate. Three on three, man. I'm really interested in three on three people goals. Like it's something that my five on five career is over, but it's something I'm thinking about doing in Europe. What's your thoughts on this three on three in the Olympics and also? The big three, your brother's playing, which is a totally different animal, the big three. This is the highest level we have in America of three-on-three. What are your thoughts on all of it, man? 
I think the I think three on three is going to be amazing. I've been actually um, thinking about trying to play three on three myself. You know, because you know five on five. We as we you know we we both. We, I'm 35. You're probably at least 34. I just turned least. 35. Dan. You know, getting up there. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> nobody want to run up and down the court no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be able to. I, I'm more of a half court player anyway. So I think that um a three on three would work. Um, from what I've been seeing um, from overseas networks and things like that, it's, it's, it's huge over there in Europe. It's, it's, it's amazing, actually. And um, I know some friends that actually went over there and, and won some um, European titles over there and, um, for, for three on three. And then the Olympics, that'd be amazing. I just want to know what type of players I was going to play on the Olympic three on threes. Are they going to have NBA players or are they just going to have like a big tryout? Yeah, I heard it's going to be the non-NBA guys that have been on the circuit, but I could be wrong. That's what okay. I heard. Because there's a lot of guys doing it right now. Okay. Like, they have a group of guys going to Colorado, you know, playing against each other in the um, at the Olympic facility. So, I think one of those teams might play. Who would oh, be okay. your three-on-three team if you could pick any player from the NBA or anywhere? Because it's four. It's actually four NBA? guys. So, I would, I'm interested to hear what you okay. would pick, who you would pick. I'm not... I'm not going to be biased and pick my brother. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um, LeBron, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, I, I'm gonna go with uh, Draymond Green. You wouldn't put KD on. Um, I, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Draymond. Got Green. got you. That's a good team. <laughs> That's a good team. Like um, I know a lot of people. A lot of people like KD. I think I just think that'd be too much. Too much offensive power. I just want to mix the guys. You know well, that I mean? makes sense. Like guys that yeah, like too much offensive firepower. Then you know that one game happens where you know. The, the selfishness getting away and somebody want to shoot the ball, but then somebody was like, oh, I didn't shoot a lot this whole time. And then, you know what I mean? Then that's how, that's how losses sneak in. That's what happened with, in 2006 with the team USA when they lost in, um, in Greece yeah, in the great. World Championships, you know? Too many scores. <laughs> Too many scores. You definitely need your role players, for sure. Yes. Um, you know, I always kept up with you while I was overseas. I used to read up on what you were doing. And I once read a Newsday article that said, for every Ron Artest, there's a Danny Artest. What, what did you mean by this? What I what I meant by that was like for every person that's successful, that's somebody that's not. I wouldn't. You know? say, I wouldn't say um, you're not successful. You know, like a lot of people say that. I, I kind of beg to differ because, like, I think it was my fault. Like you've been there. You know what I'm saying? Even like you know, like when you 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 witnessed the, the temper I had. hundred percent. It was my biggest pat. It was it was my biggest passion, and it was my like my biggest downfall too. But what I know? respected about and you is you did have a temper, but you had so much passion for the game. I just wanted to win, brother. I just wanted to win. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when I came to Westchester, like, cause I came from Southern Idaho, so I, like the the program that we had in Southern Idaho when we was working out, we was we was getting after it, and I kind of felt like. I, you know what I think it was at the end of the day, honestly, that we had to wait to after Thanksgiving to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Like I, I mean, <laughs> I was, I've, I'm in the same camp as you. Like I've always, especially in college, like games are just so much better than practice. Yeah. Like the, and and you know what I mean. Yeah. And playoffs on top of yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. games mean even more. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I've seen you shed pounds over the years, man. You have any advice for people who are looking to lose weight? Yeah, um, actually, yeah, I, I've shed pounds, I gained it, I lost it, I gained it, I lost it, you know what I mean? Whether it was injury or just like, you know, like going through some personal issues in my life, or whatever, you know? So what, what, I could, what I could tell people to that really want to lose weight, just make sure that they're ready to, to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you, you don't want to go when you're not prepared mentally, because it, it is definitely a grind. So I always tell people, like, you know, just, you know, try to get as much good sleep as you can. You know, try to try to eat right. Make sure you you know you portion your food good. You know, work out, do the cardio and things like that. It's really not a magic. 
it's really not a, a, like a magic potion to do it. You know, you have to do all this stuff on TV. Don't listen to what the TV tell you. That's the main thing. I've I've done that too. Yeah. You know. There, well, there's, it, it, I think, it, it, I think it doesn't what's, work. What's important to say is there's no quick fix. It's going to take work. There's no quick fix at all. No, it's don't take. Just you know, yeah. Just what I do because like since I've been doing a personal training, I'm, I was in school for it. What I did was like I basically took my weight, multiply it by like ten, and then I subtracted like you know. I subtracted that, and that's how many calories I put in my body if I want to lose, like, um... So, basically, if I weigh, like, say if somebody weighs about 250, right, and then you multiply that by 10, that's 2,500 calories a day if you want to eat to maintain weight. But if you want to lose weight, you know, you'll subtract, like, 700 calories per day from that number to, you know, if you want to lose, like, one and a half, two pounds right. a week. And then adding in your workouts and your cardio sessions like that, you're guaranteed to lose at least, you know, two, three pounds, like, three, 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 four pounds a week. Like, me... I started um, on August 2nd, and today, August 28th, I'm, I'm down like 16 and a half pounds. So, you know, just by doing that, following that method and working out. Right. So, I mean, it's easy. It's easy, but it's hard and easy at the same time. Once you get into the groove of it, Yeah, I it. think in America, a lot of people drink a lot of their calories as well with all this soda. Just drinking a lot of water could help a lot too, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, it'll help, it'll help a lot. Um, I really been focusing on drinking a lot of water this month like you know like a lot of people just think water is boring like you know you can even have like you know seltzer water even counts right um as far as to, to drinking your water and stuff like that you know just put a little lemon in there a little lime and things like that and you know and have at it but you know of course everybody you know they want to have their cheat days too yeah i try not to have a, a cheat day i try to have like a cheat meal right right you know instead of just doing it all day because then you can actually mess up your whole week if you cheat on your meals all day so what, what, what <laughs> would be, what would be a one cheat meal Okay, um, it's at that, well, I think it's called Dallas BBQs. <laughs> I like the uh, the Hennessy wings. That's, they, they, they're good. That sounds good. That definitely sounds good. They're good. <laughs> so, yeah. And sometimes pizza, sometimes pizza be like Chinese, you know, the Chinese food. Oh, it, it's everything. Hero, you know, I haven't had a chopped cheese in like 10 years. Oh, man, those are the best, man. I won't have I, one. I, go to, I, go I know, to, see? I go to Harlem for my chopped cheese. Those are the best, man. See what I, I mean? I, I can't do it. I, I, <laughs> I can't do it, man. I, I can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I remember everything, man. Uh, Danny, I even remember who your favorite rapper was, man. Styles P. I got Oh, I got, my God. I got a good memory. So, give me your top five rappers. My top five. Number one is Styles. Number two is Busta Rhymes. Number three is Prodigy of Mom D. Queensbridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number four is um another rapper from Queensbridge named Big Twins. There you go. And number five, number five, you know, I can't leave the ladies out. Is um is a lady by the name of, of Jen. Jen hyphen Jen. She's from the West That's Coast. True. Like nobody knows who she is because she's not mainstream or nothing like that. She's real right. underground. But like I think that she's like one ex one music executive away from making it. <laughs> gotcha. Somebody just gotta hear her. There's always one of them like out there like that. This is that's just like a diamond in the rough. They just gotta. You be always found. you always thought outside the box. It. I mean, not too many people. My actually, my favorite rapper is Jadakiss. So we're kind of in the same camp on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jadakiss, like, like I will, like, I put Jadakiss. Like, see, when I listen to music, I listen to music while I was going through stuff at a time. You know what right. I'm saying? So I don't just listen to it for popularity. Right. Like, but I was dealing when I was dealing with things in life and stuff like that. Then that music got me through it. So that's why I listen. That's why I listen to their music like that. Yeah, that's how I listen to music. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, of course, you know. Now, if we take out my list and you want to be honest, you know, of course, I think lyrically, you know, Daisy, right. Daisy, right. you know, is up there. You know, Jada Kiss is up right. there, of course, top. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, obviously, let's you know, let's not be you know crazy yeah. here. 
<laughs> but you know, like I just go, I just go for what I, I listen to music off a of feel. So and that's what, and that's what, that's why that's right. List. I mean, you have a lot of Queensbridge on there. I wanted to tell you, Danny, Queensbridge is well represented on Combo's Court. I've had Sean Green on here multiple times, so you're not the first guy from Queensbridge. Sean Green, man, yeah. he's he he's the man. Like Sean Green was like, you know, it's funny because I think um, you know we had we had another NBA player too called Vern. Fleming, right, right, right. And everybody said on Indiana, like your brother, Vern. Yeah, and Sean, that's crazy. Yep, that's crazy. <laughs> but like, I heard of I heard of Sean Green first. You know, yeah. like he was he was like the the first. The first basketball player that I heard that I heard of, um, you know, from Queensbridge, that that made it to, to um to the NBA, right. you know. So he's definitely a legend. I love his videos, what he do and train the kids. He look like he can still he can still go from you know his movements is always good. Yeah, definitely. So he's like one of the reasons. Moves. He's like one of the reasons why I still like playing because like you know when I get his age, I want to still be able to do some some things. That's why I'm trying to cut the weight down so I can keep, get, get some quickness back. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're going to do it, man. We're all going to be – maybe we'll play in 60 and over one day together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, staying on hip-hop for a second, what do you feel about the current state of hip-hop? Uh, I don't even listen to it, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even listen to it because it's – um. yeah, that's my son. Oh, okay. How kind many of, you have now? How many, my, how that's many my, you have now? Four? Four nice. boys. Nice. Four boys. Ten-year-old twins, eight, eight and um, two. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, hip hop. But hip hop is, is is not it's not it's not it's not up to par right now. It's not it's not what it is. It's over. Like I, I just don't listen to it. I just I, I can't. I try. I actually tried. I tried listening to like the Migos and things like that. But I can't. I cannot get into it. Well, it's not. It. It's, it's not for everybody, I guess. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's All right. Not. Before we get out of here, I want you to tell us a little bit about the Artes Foundation. We know your father runs it, and I'm sure you have some influence on it. Tell us a little bit about it and what you got going on in the future. Well, the Artes Foundation is basically just you know just to help um, inner city kids. It's more than just it's more than just sports. You know, we um we promote you know STEM for um for education and everything like that. You know, financial literacy. You know, um, we also deal with the women and things like that too, as well. Um, what we got going on so far is, um, I'm actually having my first ever basketball clinic back to school. Nice. At the Jacob at the Jacob Reese Center in, in, in Queensbridge Projects on September 2nd, from two to six, ages um seven years old to 12 years old, or second grade to sixth grade. Nice. So we're just gonna basically teach them teach, teach them the fundamentals of basketball, give them some shirts, and give them um, some school bags with supplies in it. Supplies are limited. Everybody that's that's going to be listening to this, so you know, get there early so we can put you on a list to make sure that you got your school bag. I think we only got like about forty five or fifty bags. So once the bags run out, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So you know, I'm just gonna be doing it. It's my first time. It's my first event ever doing it, and hopefully it's the first of many. Nice, Danny, man. If you ever have a podcast, I'd be more than happy to go on. I really appreciate you being here. Brought back some memories of us in our college days. Even though it wasn't long-lived as teammates, we were teammates, and it was fun. And yes, sir. And I always remember our time together hooping, man. You know what? I like playing with you because you passed the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you – like, I remember it took me, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes to get used to your game because you was different. Yeah. I thought you was, like, a forward because, you know, you have height on yeah. you. And then I'm like, all right, this dude come down the court doing – dribbling the ball – Maybe which way, but you know, I, I kind of wish that we would have played more honestly together. Right. You know, right. I, I really wish, I really wish that. There it is, episode 22. Thanks for listening. Big shouts to Danny for joining in. It would mean the world to me if you left a five star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode 23. Combo out.